Hello and a very warm welcome to episode 69 and the final episode of a glorious season about all things Hastings football. I'm your host Chris Laverick and on today's show we've got Asher Grindle, the Hollington manager. He talks taking over at the Gibbons, how the season played out and the future of that great club with Asher in charge. Also on the show we've got Sam Robson from the Hearn Bay Supporters Association. He talks their great playoff win against Ashford United and their season in general. And we very much look forward to catching up with those boys up in the Prem. We also catch up with creator of Hastings Football Histories, regular contributor to this podcast on the Round Tables, and local football veteran Leon Pettit. Me and Leon get together to talk the exciting developments for this podcast and how we will be soon covering local football from step five and below from the beginning of next season. And now over to the shout outs. This one's from Tim Reeves. This is a really special one for a special cause. This is the 10th Barry Gurr Memorial Race Day and it's on Thursday, May 19th at Linfield Park. Return coach fair, entrance race tickets, program, raffle ticket, and use of hospitality lounge, only 40 quid per person. There will also be a race day auction of signed footballs from Hastings own and most capped Prem player, Gareth Barry. Coaches leave 10.15 to 11 a.m. staggered. Return to Hastings by 7 p.m. The fourth coach is now booking, so contact Tim Reeves on 07-985-772 174 if you're interested and remember all proceeds go to St Michael's Hospice get your name down this shout outs from Leon Pettit and the shout outs to coach John Wright and his Bexhill lads literally all the age groups at Bexhill have been superb and a big shout out to John who is also a big time Hastings fan next shout out to belated 24th birthday to Tom Dyson Laurie happy birthday fella and see you on the round tables next season and one last shout out, this one's for the memorial game for the late great Wendy Hustwaite. She was Miss Hollington, 28th of May, kickoff 3pm, all proceeds are going towards St Michael's Hospice. There's a raffle, hot cold drinks, going to be Hollington legends there. Such a great cause, please get along there, that's the 28th of May, that's at 3pm at the Gibbons. And now over to Asher Grindle. <laughs> it gives me great pleasure to have Asher Grindle on Hollington United director of all things football, head coach, special one. <laughs> yeah. According Stop to it. some, it's, it's been too, far too long. That's my fault. It's been a busy season. It just It's great to see Hollington doing all right, winning the trophy. Asher, how are you, sir? Not too bad at all, mate. It's been a it's been a it's been a good week. Uh, thank you for having me on, mate. And you don't ever have to ask me twice to to talk about football. I'm sure a lot of my players will just tell you how busy I am when it comes to that. But uh, <laughs> I'm happy, mate. Obviously, uh, first season culminated uh, with a, with a trophy. I couldn't ask for a, a lot more than that. Uh, we just mentioned before you went live about how I how I took over and, and the circumstances mm, yeah. stuff like that. And it was. It was pretty out of the blue, to be honest. Uh, obviously, I'd been playing. I'd been at, I'd been at Westfield. I, I actually started managing a side in the East Sussex League when I was 25. So like, it was quite a young age to start managing. I managed uh, a team called Pesh Hill. First season was uh, was okay. It was again taking over from you know when there was essentially no one else to take over. And then uh, the second season, we actually 
put a really decent side together and uh, we ended up winning the Sussex Prem. And then we ended up winning the Birchwood Challenge Cup as well. So we won like a double. Didn't lose a game all season. And then I, I kind of thought to myself, well, where can I go from here? So I, I went back Special to one already. Went, Special <laughs> one already, yeah, sir. <laughs> went back to uh went back to playing. Uh, yeah. went, went and played at Westfield with uh with Stapes, Mark, Jack, uh, Harry, obviously all, all good friends of mine as well. Again, I just body started sort of letting me down. I'm not I'm not old enough to say that, but I wouldn't say I look after myself, particularly other than going to the gym. Cardio is not my uh, not my friend, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> fin- finished up, went back to Peshill and then COVID, COVID came. So I went back to Peshill as like a, a assist- assistant joint manager mm-hmm. uh, with Danny Woodley and, and Matty Upton. And then COVID hit and that, that was that for that season. So when obviously Pricey uh, made the decision to, to step away from it, I mean, and, and fair play that they, they won they won the league he, he achieved what he needs to do they won the the Sussex Intermediate Cup which you know is the, is the biggest thing you can win at this level so I got a phone call off of one of the lads who actually used who played for Hollinson at the time but who played under me at Pesh mm. and he, he kind of said would, would you be interested and it, it was it was a strange one because obviously you always you know, loyal to the, the club you're at at the time. And I had a good relationship with Danny and Matty, who I was working with. And it was during during the World Cup, uh, sorry, not, yeah, during the Euros, sorry. So obviously mm. football fever was there. And I guess I was like, you know what? Like, I think I'd be stupid not to explore the opportunity. Yeah. Because, you know, Hollinson, you know, I guess aside from Hastings, is, is, is probably the second biggest club in the town, uh, at least really? in my opinion. Obviously, yeah. it's in you know, certainly, I think it's a bit of a, a sleeping giant, really, with the with the right investment. But I'm sure we'll we'll cover that yeah. later later on. But uh, I went I went and turned up for a, a meeting, and it was nice. You know, Pricey was there, and, and Les, both Leses, and a few other people, and they kind of made it clear that I was like first, second, and third choice. You know, so. I, you know, obviously it was it was flattering. Holland's a, a successful club, so I went away and had a, had a little think about it for a couple of days, and I thought, you know what, I'm I'm ready for it. So yeah, mm. went, went went in. Just just a shame some of the lads that talked me into it in the first case didn't stick around. Otherwise, <laughs> I might have had a, <laughs> I might have had an easier task of it this season. Yeah, you know, yeah. playing playing with some players uh, I trusted, and you know, right up until the first friendly. It was, I, I didn't have a full pre-season. It was, mm. uh, it was sort of halfway pre- through pre-season. So that straight away put me on the back foot a little bit. And, you know, obviously a lot of the squad were were very decent players. Some come into the end of their footballing journey. You know, so they... they it's a nice way of saying it. Yeah, but they were still, you know, <laughs> look, the truth is, we're still, still more than capable if, if they wanted to be. And yeah. I, would, I would have taken the majority of them in a, in a heartbeat. And particularly the lads I'd already sort of worked with before when I was at Pesh, you know, so I, I was a little bit disappointed, I, I would say probably is, is, is the right word, because again, you know, I, I t- sort of took it maybe on the pretense that I'd at least be able to keep some of these lads around, and whether it was that they, they you know, I, they didn't want to play for me, I don't think it was that they didn't want to play for me, I think it was perhaps more the commitment to, you know, a decent mid-Sussex level is... is yeah difference to the commitment at East Sussex level, you know, so people are getting older and family, work yeah. commitments and, and that kind of thing. So we were struggling, really struggling. The committee always made it clear to me that there wasn't any pressure on this season and it was a, a transitional season. Yeah. It didn't matter where we finished in the league, or but it's difficult for me because it's just not 
that's just not in my personality. Yeah. Like, if I'm in, I'm I'm all in. All in. Yeah. I worked out the other day the the squad I started the season with. I think only three of that sixteen that were in the cup final at the end of the season. So there was only two players left over from the squad last year, and then the, the last squad we fielded in the cup final, we only had four players over the age of twenty. So it's it is a a really really young side. I guess that in itself presents its own challenges. Didn't have the luxury of you know a nice sort of outdoor facility to like to coach really, which is again something I I really enjoy. Uh, you know teams teams like Ringma in our league have got that lovely brand new facility, and I, you know I think it puts them puts them at advantage. You know without you know any sort of finance or or anything like that. It's just some uh, having a facility like that yeah. will attract better players, and I and I'm you know I hope. You know, in the, in the years to come, the the local council will will sort of see the potential that Hastings well, has uh, as, a, <laughs> as, a, as a as a hotbed oh, for football, not least yeah. for Hastings, the, the biggest club in the town, but for you know for everyone, build, build mm. a you know, build, build a four G facility in Hollington, for example, and mm. you know, you, you're sustaining the the area for generations. You know, providing. The demographic, the, you know, unimpoverished children, families, whatever, with, uh, with with stuff to do. So I think that's going to be very important to to the development of football in the town and probably the town's economy as well. To be honest, you took over from Scott. You've had what well, we could go back to the special one here because, like <laughs> when he made Man U finish second in the league, yeah. After all, we're particularly with that Man U side. Like yourself, you he said great. it was one of his uh, greatest achievements in football, didn't he? There you go. So, here's another special one. He's where, where'd you finish about fourth? Was it yeah, fourth in the fifth, league? Fifth, fifth, now, fifth in the league, yeah. fifth in the league, and a cup. Yeah, not bad considering the amount of changes it, it, that took place. It's, it's not, no, no. I think it's easier to hold that opinion now after winning some silverware. I think I would have probably felt very differently about this season if we hadn't won that cup game. Mm. A, a game that we we deserved to win by all accounts as well. We, I think we were we were definitely the, the, the better side on the night. In, in, in fact, we were actually very good in the cup in the majority of the games that we played in it. So that it was uh, it's, it's a strange one. I, I think we, we made a lot of progress this year. You know, I, again, I have to sort of take back... My problem is, is I think sometimes I seem to focus on on the mistakes and and maybe sometimes dwell on things. And at times I've been able to maybe call on more experienced people like Pricey, for example, or or, or Ross, who, my assistant, who just put things into perspective and yeah. remind me that Rome isn't built in a day. And sometimes you know you don't try and run before you can walk. So we've achieved a lot I'm I've, I thoroughly enjoyed it it was it was definitely the most challenging season I've had as a as a manager and I think I, I put something on Facebook the other day when I said when I reflect on it I hold it in quite high regard in terms of my achievements as a as a player and as a manager it isn't the most uh, you know isn't the greatest cup in the world but in terms of where we started to, to where we finished and with the age group of the players that I've got 
I think, yeah, I think we should, I think we should be proud. And they're a good group of lads, you know. They got got excellent discipline, you know. A lot of them sort of live and live and breathe football, very different to how I was as a player, you know. Where I think uh, Mark and Jack would tell you be, they'd be lucky if I was, uh, you know, sober by the time I turned up the game. And that was into, and that was into my late twenties as well, you know. So, you know, maybe I was just built that way. Things have yeah. things have changed. I think mm. even since I was. Uh, even since I was a young player, the difference between myself at 18 and some of these lads at 18 is is huge. I mean, I I felt like a uh, I felt like a man at 18, you know. And I, with all the win in the world, I just don't think that some of these lads are, are quite like that. So you have to manage them very differently to how yeah. I was managed, you know. For example, when I was a, a playing at Hastings, I played for Hastings Reds, that had Keith Miles and and Mark Stapes as, as the management team there. You know, it was if if you weren't at it, you were being told you weren't at it. Whereas if I was to maybe, you know, interact with some of the lads in that way, I just think it would just destroy their confidence. So it's about finding the balance between getting your point across, but encouraging them to be the best they can be. And it's uh, you know when they do stupid, stupid things, you know, you know things that you would expect some players to have learned. A lot, a lot younger, you know, not when they're 18, 19. Yeah. It's been, it's been frustrating, but rewarding. And it is, like I say, it's a, it's a really, really good group. And the aim for me now is to keep as many of them together as possible and then just, just add where I can. Mm. Uh, experience, I think, is, is going to be absolutely vital. And, you know, it's, it's nice, you know, me and Ross can obviously impart as much wisdom as we can, but without, without having the right players in the side and on the yeah. pitch, it's, you know, you, you, you can't, you, you can't lead the side from, from the sideline. You need two, three, four experienced lads that played a good level in there to really help us push on. You know, I've just seen today that obviously, uh, John, the Sydney manager has, has, has stepped away from it. So I'm not really sure what's, what's going on there. You know, that, whether that presents an opportunity maybe for us, you know, because obviously how many of them players were playing there for John or, you know, the, it, I feel like that's going to shake up the, the demographic, uh, quite substantially, uh, ring myself with two strong sides in our division, both got the, the, you know, I'm sure they probably both applied for promotion. I would expect Ringman not to be in the league next year and, and probably Southwick as well because they're playing at Whitehawk. So, real good opportunity if, yeah. if we get the right characters in. And I think for me, that's the most important thing, character. You know, you, you can be, at, you know, I've, I've, I've been that young lad in a side full of more experienced players and they've actually knocked my confidence, you know. And and, okay. and, and, and 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 managers can do that as well. And you know, I'm, I'm aware of that. I guess I'm not at 32. I'm probably not that far detached from being that young lad. I think that's one of the benefits of, I guess, of starting out managing young. I'm still kind of a bridge between the the youngsters and you know maybe you know old members of the committee and yeah. stuff, sort of halfway in between. Uh, so yeah, I want people that are there for the right reasons, you know, not not finance because we don't pay players at Orlington. You know, there, there's been I'm sure there are clubs in our league that have paid paid people. Um, you know, the, the, the obvious the obvious ones are obviously the more successful ones. But I don't want to create that culture where some people are on this and and and. and you know the club haven't got the the money to be doing that. And if if mm. we did have money, we would be hopefully looking to invest it in 
facilities and, and, and looking to progress. And that's the, the long-term aim. I, I want to manage this club into the county league. Obviously, it's going to take or, or need some kind of investment in, in facility. And, you know, I'm hoping that some things, in, for some things are in, in the woodwork. I don't want to sort of jinx anything and, and go into too much. <laughs> but no, but that's it. I, yeah, it's, no, I understand. It, don't you hard, worry. Yeah. It's hard to get excited uh, because if ain't decided look, yet, what's, yeah. look what's happened at Hastings. Yeah, you know, no, 100%. Uh, everyone in not just Hastings United fans, but people in the town should be excited about that kind of project. You know, mm. it's just I again just think of it from like a, an economic standpoint. You know, it, it's going to be it's a, it's just a no-brainer. It is a, a, a win-win. So I, I really hope that that's something that's, that's being addressed and something I'm sure you guys have spoken about a lot. Again, I don't understand it in terms of what. This town is, as you say, desperate for facilities, desperate and has been desperate for an, a number of years as well. And it's a shame that, I mean, I'm going to sound a bit negative here, but the council quite happy to build posh boy cafes and things like that. That, that, that sort of stuff gets to go ahead. But like things for normal people, facilities that are going to help everyone, not yeah. just whatever team, be it Hollington, Hastings, whoever. You know what I mean? It's it's just a shame that it comes to, you know, they're quite happily shout about the Hastings contemporary. They do all that, you know, all that art art nonsense. Yeah, a lot a lot of and, stuff for the the DFL, but not a lot. Not a lot. I, mean, I mean, I'm a DFL. I'm, a, I'm no, 20, but I'm 22 it, it, years now. I've been with, with, here, but with, within reason though, and it's not. I won't. I'm not. I'm not a DFL. I don't care. <laughs> you're you're down down no fucking money. Got no fucking money, mate. <laughs> uh, look, Hastings is a is is a town on the up. So you know, again, I un- I understand why they would want to invest, uh, you know, in in certain things to to improve almost the image of of uh, what can as has been known as a struggling seaside town. You know, I think now it's it's pretty quirky. But for me, as a you know, as a lover of football, I, I think it's absolutely imperative to this town. I, I really do, and I just I just can't. St- think of or see any reasonable and rational logic why this wouldn't be a priority for the council you know I, i'm not just talking one facility for one oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think you know if, if the money's there then 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 hastings is a big enough town to, for you to build two of these facilities you know mm. i mean so, is, is holliton i mean you don't need to say but like, yeah. is holliton i mean because obviously it's, the, the leader of the council's a holliton uh he's uh quite council of holliton he eh? Yeah, so yeah. you 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 you've got any conversations with him? I mean, yeah, you should have uh, conversations. It, it is, and you know, I'm I'm not even on the committee at the club at the moment. It was my first season. I was just getting my my feet under the carpet. You know, I'd certainly like to be on the on the committee next season, and you know, I, I enjoy you know all aspects of, of of football. You know, I'm kind of a, a student of the game, and you know, obviously understanding the the, the finances and stuff like that gives me a, a better idea of how achievable my sort of long term goals are. And I'm confident that you know the, the club and myself and everyone on that committee all share the same the mm. same vision. And you know, I, I look at in terms of what I want to do, like I say, managing the club into county league. I, I look over at what Light he's done at, at Bexhill, and he's he's had a, a kept a, kept a, a group of young lads, hungry young lads together. He's coached with them, he's worked with them, he's obviously added 
the right qualities. They've progressed mm. up the divisions, but they've just had the season of their lives now at, 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 at a decent level, and they are just a very, very decent side. And mm. you know, and again, you know, I use that as a as an inspiration. You know, it's you've got to draw, and that's just someone that you know I, I can talk to, and someone at you know a club that's only down the road. So. You're spot on. You've obviously done your homework with the the council because <laughs> I think the local councillor is a uh, was the councillor for Hollington. It sounds like he's uh, you know he's he's football mad. So you know I think there's been like a well, let's see how football mad he is, Asher. Eh? Let's oh, this, see. This, this this is it, and you know, it, I get it isn't it isn't one man's decision, and uh, we I guess we all have to have to remember that. You know, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of people on that council that want to make things happen but I would love uh, yeah. you know for the Gibbons to be turned into a real community hub because Honington United community it's lovely, it's lovely and, there as well and, yeah. and you know community uh, is, is always going to be at the heart of, of teams like that who represent an area of the town you know so if there was to be a 4G on there I think it would be fantastic and obviously for my personal ambition it would allow me to fulfill them with this club which is which is what I want to do there is a long-term plan I'm, I'm you know I've sat in a committee meeting and I'm hoping that you know there's there's an investment there certainly people are people are, are willing to look into it and even just exploring the idea is is progress you know I've got I've got my own idea it's not quite as as grand you know I want a, a mini bus for away games next season and, and stuff like that but that can be secured you know with, with sponsorship and, and stuff yeah. like that so you know I'm I'm happy that they're going to kind of let me spread my wings and at least explore the things I put to it you know it doesn't just get shut down and I think having a good relationship with the committee and, and chairman etc cetera, etc cetera, is very important for for any manager and I don't you know, despite you having your own ideas, I don't think you you should look to go above and above and beyond the people that have been involved with the club for such a long time. You know, I, mm. I don't have any right to after coming in for a year. You know, the club's been going since the late eighteen hundreds. Am I to talk? You know, I'm just a flash in the pan as things stand. But I would like to, one. I would like to make a mark. You know, long yeah. long term. That's that's no, that's good. Well, it's good. I mean, obviously, from from an outsider looking in. The Gibbons, lovely, lovely little grounds. Uh, went there pre-season uh, before the Hastings season started. It's always lovely there. Good little crowd. It, it's a real shame that you've been that you, you there's that glass ceiling at the moment that you can't yeah. go up those leagues. And it would be great if if that could be unlocked. You know, with a little bit of investment. Oh, hunt, mate, hundred, hundred percent. Because the more the more successful football teams in the town, the better for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, there's the players out there. There is the players out there. There's there's a thriving. It's thriving. Yeah, and, you, and, you, and you and you've touched on it, haven't you? There is a there is the, the pool of talent is there, a hundred percent. You know, uh, I was just looking looking. Uh, I think James Holt posted a, a tweet just now about the season he's had. You know, that that's a that under twenty three side there. You know, well, I'm not sure what these lads are planning to do, but if there was other other sides in the town that were playing oh, slightly higher level, then. You know, you can you can dip into that pool of talent, even if it is just on a, a low Boy, basis. You ain't going to nick all our players, though. <laughs> no, but these 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 lads, you know. Oh, James Hull's a top player. I mean, oh, yeah. where's White Crocs? Yeah, wear White Crocs, mate. <laughs> I mean, look, he, top player. You know, he, we, we're top talking Hastings, Hastings first team level mm. in, in his instance, but there's there's lads out there that maybe caught aren't quite at James's level who are who need to be playing men's football. Yeah. And, 
who might go to a, a county league side, a county prem side, but then they'll play 10, 15 minutes here and there. And as, as, as much as... As much as it's nice to say you're playing at that level, are you are you really playing at that level? Are you really learning at that level? And I've you know managed to take a couple of lads this year from that kind of environment where they were maybe travelling in squads and playing for 10, 15 minutes. And I've kind of given them a platform to play 90 minutes and they're improving. And yes, the level isn't quite the same, but I guarantee in a season's time after playing 90 minutes each week in the men's game because these are young lads you know we're talking 20 year olds the physicality is, is under 23 to, so, yeah. you know yes the quality might not be the same but the physicality certainly is and actually sometimes you know the, you drop down of a few leagues low and you know things get a, a little bit more rough yeah they're not as they're not as fit and they're not as technical but you know trial by long ball long throws constantly having to win your headers your 50 50s so these lads are, are growing up in that sense as well and i think it's been important for their football education so i hope that not necessarily that hastens tonight but just managers in in general remember that actually sometimes these young lads need to get their hands dirty they need to you know mm. take, take a Take a, a few kicks and just to, just to tough them up because, like I say, the mentality from what I've seen firsthand is is just not the same between a group of 18, 19 year old lads fifteen years ago and a group of young lads now because they are used to uh, academy football, twenty threes football, where it's very progressive. Don't get me wrong, and you know, there's in terms of training, you know, technique and, and that sort of thing, it's it's needed. But yeah, I think you need to find a balance. So. I want to be a progressive coach, but of course it's very difficult to, to be progressive and build out from the back on a cow field. Whereas if I did have a, a ring my facility or something mm. like that, and, and this applies to every single player or in every club in the town, you know, if, if we really want to improve the, the standard of football as a whole, we need a facility to do that community facilities to do that. So hopefully he might listen. Yeah. Leader, leader <laughs> of council. <laughs> Come on, he's Ollington as well. Yes, yeah, come on. One thing I must mention is you've got the um, the Wendy twenty uh, eighth of May, isn't it? Yes. I mean, right. do you want to do you want to promote that a bit? I was going to do something for the podcast. Yeah, anyway, I but... mean, it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's going to be it's going to be a great day. Obviously, she, you know, she was a, she was a very powerful woman. I had the uh, the pleasure of meeting her a few times, and I remember once when I was at Pesho, I had to go around her house to pay for someone to transfer from Hollington to uh, Pesho at the time. She put the absolute fear of God up there. So. <laughs> but she was Mrs. Hollington, and, and look, it's it's days like that that make the club special because you can pull on people past and present, everyone that's got a, a fond memory, everyone that's played, everyone that's been associated for the club. And obviously, whenever you're doing anything for charity, it, it, it's, a, you know, it's a good cause. Say, say, say no more than that, really. You know, We want to raise as much money as possible, get as so, many people up there as possible. So Michael's Hospice, isn't it? That's the, one, yeah. that's the one, mate. So that's 28th of May at the, at the Gibbons for Wendy. Yeah. That's the Memorial Trophy, isn't it? So, be there or be square, everyone. So, in sure terms of sides, you've got, is it going to be a Hollington A versus Hollington B? I have, I, be- I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a, a legend side. So I haven't actually had a chance Ooh. to really speak Dicko. To too Any much. Any chance of Dicko? Well, te- after last year, I think he, his little cameo towards the end of the season comes, uh, he counts as a, a Holland legend being a mid Sussex league winner, doesn't he? So mm, he does. Yeah, look, I, you know, I'm sure, I, I'm really hoping that, you know, some, some good quality people want to be involved. We had a great event that, that all the all guys put on recently for Jason Callow down at the Pole Grove as well. And 
this this the local foot com- football community is, is is very very powerful at the moment. It's very 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 strong, and and what Hastings have done, and they've been able to tap into that as well, and, and seeing these increases in attendances. And Hollington already do a a lot of great work. You know, Dom's we work Dom's, yeah. closely with Dom's, which is such a a well respected and sort of nationwide you know, like nationally renowned charity now. So I'm pretty, pretty proud of, of what we're doing already. I see the hard work that everyone puts in with the youth teams as well. And, and Jordan, who, who plays for me, has taken on a, a youth side this year and stuff like that. And it just creates those roots from a young age with the club. And, you know, and again, we touch on the facility, but if we did have that, then of course you can create more youth teams and you can get more people involved with the club. Ashley Grindle. It's an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. Thank you very um, much, Chris, mate. I mean, I've already said it to you before, but the, the podcast from next season is going to be covering local football. So it'll be every week local football. So I will, from time to time, ask if you can send a little report in <laughs> and we'll have it. There'll be uh, a lot more swearing, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't mind that. Yeah, no, it's it's great. And it's, it's great that you're doing good stuff with Hollington. Take care. See you next season. I'll, I'll catch you on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Spot on, Chris. So I have right. a good one. No, take care. Yeah. Take care. Cheers, Cheers. Yeah. Thanks, mate. And now over to Leon Pettit. Yeah. Right. It gives me great pleasure to speak to the Lounge Lizard, the Goat's Ledge legend that is Leon Pettit. Uh, Leon is going to be joining me in doing a weekly non league roundup of all the uh, local sides. From step five, so we're looking at Bexhill, the very successful Bexhill United, all the way down to the East Sussex Prem. Sides like St. Leonard Social, Rock and Or. And what it was before we just go through this quickly, because some a lot of people actually wouldn't know uh, about a lot of our local sides. And it is a thriving, Sussex football in general is thriving. And, you know, I wanted, what I wanted to do was, and, and Leon, because he's the expert, the Icklesham legend that he is. <laughs> the, <laughs> don't you laugh, mate. <laughs> I've heard that you're that you're up to four beers per per appearance now. Is that true? That's my demands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that we want to talk up this local football because there's lots of lots of great stuff going on. Not just Hastings. Obviously, we love Hastings, and this podcast will always be Hastings focused. But we wanted to give some love to the local sides. Leon, it's I mean, in terms of the steps now, obviously. Hastings was step four. That's the uh, Ishman Southeast. And we've now gone up to step three. So, Leon, talk us through it. So, obviously, the, the, the bottom level, which is like the East Sussex Prem, as we go up those levels, what are the things that they have to have to have in place to make sure that they don't they don't miss out on promotion? Uh, so, if, if you want to get promoted from the East Sussex Prem, so to play that level already, you already have to have half decent changing facilities for both teams for officials you know like just shower facilities whatever but to get promoted that's when you're looking at getting sort of like railings around the pitch maybe a bit of hard standing dugouts so that's to get promoted into step seven yeah and then from step seven into sort of step six your county league level that's that's when you're introducing your floodlights you're covering for spectators and then step five is probably seating and like a fully enclosed ground. Like we saw um, Little Common had problems with their ground where it wasn't permanently enclosed. So they were facing not being able to play at step five football where they shared at Eastbourne United so they could play step five. 
Yeah, when did they go back? Wasn't that uh, a few months back when they went back yeah, there? Yeah. I think it's around January time. Oh, was it? It was January, I yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. So they were ground showing over at Eastbourne and finally got got to make a return to their to their own grounds, which is obviously it's a nice little, for them. nice little ground as well. Yeah, nice, no, nice little setup, and they've done well really over the years to build up from from where they were to what level they're playing at now. So fair, right. fair play to them. Yeah, fair play. Okay, so Leon, so obviously at step five, we've got. Uh, the magnificent Bexhill United, who absolutely spoke the league, uh, a, a magnificent se- uh, season. What are those? Uh, what are the other big sides in that step five that are lo- uh, local to us? For those that don't know, so local to us, the other team in that league are, are Little Common. Yeah, obviously coming up against very good sides like Little Hampton. We see they've won the league and have got their final at the um, got their final in the FA Vars at Wembley, playing against likes of Salt Dean who allegedly were throwing a lot of money about. But um, for the likes of Little Common, who don't spend the money to be coming up against teams that, you know, might have a bit of cash on them. That's the sort of teams they're up against, hoping to make that step up into Isthmian football. Mm. So, and then and then we go down uh, lower, that's uh, step six. Yeah, likely so, there's yeah. no one at step six. So, yeah, we've got no one at step six. Then step seven, there's your Hollingtons, your Westfields. Yeah, uh, yeah, Hollington, Westfields, Sidley, Sidley, and Settlescombe. Yeah, Sidley, Settlescombe Rangers. Yeah, those I are mean, local. I know there's been rumblings about it, but I mean that Sidley, the, the Sidley boss just resigned. Do you any rumours there? Anything you we've heard on the grapevine of? Uh, um, I think it's a case of he's sort of taken them as far as he can go, really, because um, where they're sharing that, well, they've had their fair share of ground issues last few years and um, I think sharing that little common has enabled them to play step seven and due to like planning like planning rules at little common they can only use the ground so many for so many evening games so obviously little common can play there but Sidley wouldn't That's be able to make that step down. up yeah because of this bylaw or whatever it is and planning means that so yeah the manager is obviously taken as far as he can go he's won, won the mid-Sussex Prem he's won the Sussex Intermediate Cup and has obviously decided to to step down yeah. So we have to see um so what's if, next they for them, eh? if they can sort out their own ground. So they were playing at Little Common. So so where are they going to go now? I guess stay at Little Common. Stay in the mid Sussex, mid Sussex Prem. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I get you. So what you're saying is they can't go up, even though no. they won it, they yeah. can't go up because of ground no. issues. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Whereas um Ringmo come second probably could go up because they've got they've got their own grounds. That's I'm guessing up to up to standard four step six. As we go down to step eight, what's the sides we're looking at there? That's teams like Battletown, Crowhurst, St. Edith Social, Bexhill Town, Robertsbridge, Norvium. You've got Hawkehurst, Rockenall, and Wadhurst. Yeah, Battletown have just won that league after quite a few frustrating seasons after COVID, where they're probably looking likely to win it. And it'd be interesting to see if they will, if they want to make the step up to step seven, whether or not their ground will allow them. Have you them ever to. been there? I've never been to Battletown's ground. Yeah, no, I've played it a few times. Yeah, it's a nice, it's, it's, it's a nice flat pitch. Like, you know, if you play the level I do, just a general flat pitch was lovely, really. But whether they're they're changing facilities or up to up to standard, I, I mm. couldn't tell you. But I think they're quite ambitious and sort of hoping to make the step up. So we'll just have to have to see okay. if they can. Now, throughout the weeks, once we come back from pre-season, I'm gonna have lots of the managers on, people the playing staff. I'm hoping that Leon's going to bring his insights into this because he knows these levels. I don't. I've seen the odd game here and there. Hollington, Westfield, Bexhill. 
I haven't had the joys of watching a lot of these sides. So that's why Leon's here. Leon's giving his his uh, razor, razor sharp insights into this. We're going to have lots of people coming on from all the local sides. What we want to do is anyone that's listening to this, please, if you play for a local team, get your match reports into us. Um, we'd love to be able to play some of them on the podcast, just a, a roundup of what's going on local football. We really, really want to know what's happening with your side. Yeah, that's why we're doing this. We love football. We love this town. We want yeah. everyone to do well. The local reporting in the paper has just gone downhill mm-hmm. so much the last few years, like um, since is it Simon Newstead, left like the reporting on local football is nothing like it used to be so I think if you can get you know a few local teams on there pushing out the message you know that for for local grassroots football Mm. that people still you know there's still plenty of participants at that level despite the facilities in the town no absolutely that's the thing this is about getting that message out there that that it's criminal it's criminal that the, the lack of promotion that goes on for all of this, you you see football being played everywhere. The, the the facilities are terrible half the time. The pitches aren't that good, but the the enthusiasm is there. And mm. despite that, there's tons of good players coming through. So yeah, you know that that's why we're doing it. I'm going to get all woke now. You're going to join <laughs> me on this journey next season, aren't you? I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there. If you know, if you're listening to this to this and you're Hastings fan, and maybe you can't get to to an away game if it's a bit too far then why not go watch you know Hollington yeah, absolutely. Westfield Little Common Bexhill whoever you know go give them a bit of support if you can't get to Hastings games so you know like Bexhill have been getting really good attention Little Common as well really not quite the same level as Bexhill but you know for that level they've still been getting good good crowds and Hollington considering you know they for the last few years have still been at like park you know that sort of park football obviously they made a step up since but they get <laughs> You know, good, good crowds. They get good attendances up there. Even when I've played their second, don't knock Collington, mate. I oh, no, I saw you. Was careful there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my there. Asher will be on you, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you can't get to a Hastings game, then give, give your local, more local teams a bit of support. Yeah, absolutely. Football fix. Yeah, we all love. We're look. We're all Hastings family, and that goes wider than Hastings United. We're football family, Hastings family. Uh, exactly. You know, it, 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 we, we want all our clubs to be doing well because mm. if they all do well, everyone does well, and then it knocks on for for me, selfish me. Uh, it can then knock on to some of these players going up to Hastings United. Yeah, we're you know yeah. we're going places as well, and um, yeah, well, especially you know if you've got Hastings sort of spearheading, you know, local local football. Obviously, we've had a fantastic last few years. Sort of touch touching on getting the facilities up to scratch if. You know, Hastings are up there, the, the peak of local football with good, decent facilities. And even the lads that don't necessarily make that level of football, they're going to filter down, yeah, down absolutely. the levels to, you know, to local. So the local teams are going to benefit as well. I mean, if I was if I was back at college, I'm not saying I would ever would have played Hastings level, but like to do that sort of full time football and education thing, I would have loved to have done that. And, might have, you know, it would have benefited me as a as a footballer. I might have played one division higher than what I ever have. But, you know, it's still it's still something, isn't it? No, absolutely, Leon. Thanks for your time, Leon. Um, no I'm going to really enjoy this weekly rundown of um, all the local teams' uh, results. We're going to try and get some interviews. We're going to get some match reports from the playing staff and, and, and any fans out there as well, any fans of any of these local sides, please 
send it in or just give us a call, whatever. You could sort it out. This is your forum. Yeah. So because because yeah, I ain't getting out any other way. You ain't getting it from the papers, mate. You're getting hardly anything from the papers. So you got to let's just do it ourselves. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, yeah. anyway, Leon Chap, you take care. I shall see you in the Prem and I'll see you on this <laughs> podcast uh, pre-season, mate. We'll, yes, we'll, we shall yeah. catch up again pre-season. Will do. Yeah, see you in the Prem. And now over to Herm Bay's Sam Robson. Well, where do I start? It's been a, a long season. Been some travelling miles. Chichester away. It all started at Hastings away. I felt that when we come to your place, one of my favourite away grounds, always has been. Great place, Hastings. Good places to drink. That's the most important thing on away days. Come away with a 1-1 draw. Disappointed at the fact that we didn't win. Went unbeaten for long periods of time through until Christmas. And it just sort of felt like we'd maybe run out of steam, which good teams do. I think you always hit a bad patch of form at some point in the season. And that was the point of the season where I think after playing Hive, beating 2 1, I think there was a lot of New Year's Day. I think there was a lot of felt that maybe we was running out of ideas. I think the pressure at certain times of the season to the manager, to Smithy, I think you could feel that maybe the pressure gets to him, but that's what happens. Smithy was a, you know, he's new for Smithy, a fantastic coach, manager. Losing a Ramsgate, I think it was 2 0, 3 0, can't really remember. I remember walking out of the ground and I said, I think that was us. The season was done. I think we just had to enjoy what was left. We lost to Ashford at home, 3-0. Not really sure how Ashford have somehow finished second in the league, personally. It's, it's hard to explain, really, the emotions. And then we went on a run, six games unbeaten. Beat Chichester at home last minute, thanks to Aaron Milbank. You know, curl keeper, back four, clean sheets galore. The midfield, the front four... You know, from, from Kieran's Campbell to Zach Hanza to Rory Smith to Millbank. Mike West come in at Lansing when we won 6-1. Brilliant, superb. And I think signing Mike West at the right time helped us get to where we need to be. And then the playoffs was confirmed. The home tie was the most important one, as you know, in playoffs. You want the home tie for the semi-final finals. You know, a stab in the dark, really. Beat Hayward Teeth. Hayward Teeth, there's a, a lot of teams who've got big budgets who finished below us um, and in the playoffs. The chairman is very wise, he's a wise man, he uses his budget wisely, doesn't waste money on players where a lot of other teams did. I think that's the, 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 the factor of how well this club has now been run since they come in in 2019 that Fitchie and Smithy and, and all the coaching staff work hard to ensure that the players they get in do the job. Obviously, beating Hayes, Hayward Teeth on penalties, unbelievable. Great crowd, had a bit of everything, a proper playoff game, you know, and Ashford yesterday, unbelievable. You know, rolling up on a double-decker bus, what had been sold, um, to have just over a 1,000 fans and the attendance be 1,860 and to have over a 1,000 Herne Bay fans, it just speaks volumes. Hayes, I've seen this morning on Ashford fans all a little bit upset that they, you know, they feel we're the better team. I felt we was the better team by country mile. Um, you could sense that Ashford players didn't fancy it. And um, shamefully, that's the difference. If you don't fancy a player final, then, well, you're fit enough to wear the shirt. Another fantastic season. I'm looking forward to next season. Whatever happens, win, lose, draw, we follow them. Some lovely away games to be thrown in the mix. You know, the, the crowd yesterday, the noise, you know, the pictures, the videos, everything from start to finish was a fantastic day. Um, and the spectators are a credit to the club and the, the players 
the, well, the management, the players, the backroom staff, the match day officials, the, the volunteers, the people who ensure that the club are, are constantly at this level deserve a massive, massive pat on the back. They deserve the key to Herne Bay, you could say. It's been fantastic. I, I don't think this will sink in for some time. I think that's, that's the best thing about this club is we don't do stuff easy. Never has been our way. Um, you know, and, and, and I still remember it. Fitchy come in, he sat down. And in five years, he wants to be playing a competitive stand of football. First full season under the new management and chairman. Obviously, two years of COVID. And now, look, we've got ourselves promoted. Um, you know, yeah, they might have beaten us twice in the league, but when it really mattered, we delivered it. You know, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to put into words. You know, it's been a, a hard, big season. It's been a long season. We've clocked up the miles on a Tuesday night. We talk about going away on a, on to Chichester. It's a two and a half hour drive from Herne Bay just to Chichester, and we, we sold out a minibus for that on a Tuesday night, rolling in at 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. But it's what you do for your team. And you know what? We're looking forward to welcoming you boys to, to Winches. And we're looking forward to coming to, to you guys. We're looking forward to some Bogner stands out the most. Nice long weekend in Bogner. Maybe a bit of Ricky look like they could be getting relegated. I mean, we're talking about a team who six, seven years ago were aiming to be League Two, League One, coming into, coming into the Ishman Premier League. Who would have thought that? So, yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. Everything this club does, you know, the, the bringing in the people from the town, you know, the local Facebook groups on, on Tuesday were talking about how loud we was. And yesterday was was different. We've got people who've got no voice, we've got people who've ro- who are rolling in at 7, 8am in the morning. Oh my, my God, you know, last night was, a, I would say, a messy one. But it's what we do. Um, you know, as I said, it's going to be interesting next year. Um, you, you've got to go into every season with a bit, bit of optimism that you're going to do well and I think we will I think we'll hold our own I think there's there's teams who've been in that league for some time who are who I think you could sort of say have overstayed their welcome nice derbies Margate Folkestone looking forward to that like going to Folkestone nice easy Margate's a Beano brilliant I love going to Margate like I said yes they were superb Ashford seemed to be you know a, a club who've got a ground which is in the middle of nowhere an awful pitch so really there should only have been one winner yesterday and to turn up, to roll them over, um, quite literally be roll them over. Fantastic, you know, the people stepping off the, the, the double-decker bus we ordered, we all look like we'd all come from London. People videoing it, people taking pictures, talking about it. Ashford fans, gobsmacked, that's what we do. You know, Ashford go to games with a couple of people. We go to games with 30, 40 people. That's the way it is, that's the way we roll, that's the way we have been for some time. So it's time to celebrate again. It's a bank holiday weekend. You celebrate. I thank the chairman. I thank the coaching staff. We thank the players. You know, without them, we wouldn't be where we are now. And we'll always be behind them. Home, away, we'll always be behind them. So look forward to next season. Look forward to welcoming you boys. Like I said, pop in, have a part with us. And I'm sure you'll return a favour at your place. Brilliant. You know, two very, very passionate chairmen are in charge of our clubs. And I'll tell you what, you know, it's going to be going to be very, very an enjoyable watch because they're two passionate guys who are going to try their absolute hardest to deliver the best for the town, for the football club. Hope you lot have a, a nice band holiday weekend. I'm, we'll speak to you in the new year, pre-season, and hopefully next season we'll uh, we'll have the bragging rights. Hopefully six points. You never know. So anyway, enjoy your bank holiday. Hope this sees uh, sees well. Thank you.
That's it for another season, news fans. I hope you all have a wonderful break and really look forward to talking to you all again in the pre-season. It's been a pleasure. As ever, if you want to get in contact with the show or have any suggestions or want to get in on our weekly roundtables, that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms, be it Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify or Amazon Music. And we have a jam-packed YouTube channel, chock-a-block full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment or a like, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host Chris Laverick, hope you have a good week and see you at the game. <laughs>